Welcome to the Mission City Church Podcast. My name is Jake Eichert, and I am the Community Groups and Creative Director at Mission City Church, as well as the host of this podcast. Each week, you can find full-length sermons, five-minute sermon breakdowns, and inspiring conversations with guests about discipleship, current events, local outreach, and more. Our mission as a church is to make Jesus known, and we pray that this podcast does just that for you. If it does, please subscribe and share. But for now, please enjoy this episode of the Mission City Church Podcast. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Russell. Can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Good. All right. Good morning. Um, I love you, Russell. So if you don't know, I've known Russell a long time. Uh, should be a nice picture up here shortly of Russell and I nine years ago and my wife, Roxana. <laughs> um, Russell was my youth pastor, or he worked at the church I was a, a youth at, and uh, he would do the best thing ever as a high schooler. He would uh, call in or get me out of my period after lunch, and so he would pick me up, and we would go to Chick-fil-A, and we would sit at Chick-fil-A pretty much every week for way too long, just sitting, talking about life, and it was the best. Um, and then Russell would, um, later on, when I uh, would went to college, I'd call him and be like, Russell, I'm really struggling. Um, and Russell would just sit there and talk to me on the phone through all of my complaints. I remember just always having that rock with Russell. And then when I moved to Kansas City to, to, be, a, to be trained to be a missionary, uh, Russell would meet me at Panera every week, faithfully, 11 a.m., by the fireplace, because your winters are freezing. And we would just sit and we would talk about the Bible um, and all this time in between there, Russell actually married us. He's part of our baptism. You know, Russell is very special to me, and I just had to say thank you, Russell, for letting me be here. Uh, I love you, man. Okay, now normally when I preach, I talk about, I get up here and in Brazil, I say a little Portuguese, usually something just to uh, get them loosened up, get, you know, kind of make fun of myself a little because my pronunciation is really bad. But today, I'm going to teach you guys some Portuguese. Are you ready? Okay, I need some participation here. So the first word is good morning, and I know Ryan knows this, so good morning is bon dia. So can you say that with me? Ready? Bon dia. Good, bon dia. Bon dia to the. Okay, good morning, everybody. Next, it gets easier. Now, at home, you know, your computer, you connect to the internet. Does anyone know what internet is in Portuguese? Rocks, don't say it. It's internachi. Internachi. Can you say that? Internachi. Okay, good. Next word. I drive a little Honda. It's a Honda Fit. Does anyone think they know what it is in Portuguese? It's a Honda Fitchy. Honda Fitchy. Very easy. Just Honda Fitchy. <laughs> right? Okay. Now, what about, there's a couple restaurants that I really like. You go up and you sit on the top. You sit on the roof. Um, you sit on the rooftop. Does anyone know what rooftop is in Portuguese? Hoofy toppy. <laughs> it would be a hoofy toppy. Exactly. Yes, very good. Now, when you go um, and you need to g uh, get, you know, you're feeling COVID and you need to get a test or you're at school and you take a test, can anyone guess what test would be in Portuguese? Testy. Yes, testy. There we go. You're seeing the pattern. Here we go. What about when you're stuffed up, like I am a little bit today because of the allergies here in Kansas and you need to kind of clear up your senses or your, um, your nostrils, and so you get Vicks Vapor Rub, right? Maybe, so you maybe, do you know what Vicks Vapor Rub is? Maybe, yes, thank you. Okay, does anyone want to guess what that is in Portuguese? It's Vicky Vapor Hubi. 
<laughs> Vicky Vapor Hooby, yes. And okay, so my last one, by far my favorite. You go out to the park, you lay out your blankets, maybe you brought some sandwiches, maybe some drinks, and you lay out and you're going to have a picnic. Any last time, what do you think picnic is in Portuguese? It's a picky nicky. You nailed it. <laughs> you nailed it. All right, great. Uh, let me pray for us, and then I'll kind of jump in. Uh, dear God, I just thank you for today. Thank you for Mission City and just that we get to come and just worship you and love you and get to know you better, God. I pray you'd be with us. I pray you'd be in this message and that um, anything that's not of you, God, would just fall from our memories, and I would just speak the words that you want, God, and that we would come to know you and grow in our ability to make disciples of all nations. God, I love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so really my story starts 10 years ago. I had just finished a short-term mission trip in Brazil with my youth group. It was the last day. We were on this beautiful beach right along the Amazon River. Uh, Russell was there. We were doing this short trip, going to different communities, you know, preaching the gospel, playing a lot of soccer, and we decided to do a devotional on this beach, and we just sit, and we were sitting there, and the Holy Spirit was moving, and uh, I just was overcome with emotion and just weeping, just sitting there weeping as we were worshiping God in this devotional, and my pastor, he said, you know, does anybody want to get baptized right now? I just really feel like I'm asking, you know, if anyone wants to get baptized, why don't you just go ahead and stand up? And in that moment, I just stood up, and I was raising my hands, and I was bawling. I was like, yes, God, I want to get baptized right now. And so I, we, we went out into the water. Russell was there, uh, my old youth pastor, and they just, they brought me down. They baptized me. They bring me out of the water, and it's this beautiful, glorious moment. And in that moment, God said to me, your life is going to be about spreading the name of Jesus to the people of the Amazon River. And it was so beautiful. And that was 10 years ago. And the coolest part of the story is literal the next person to go and get baptized was my then really good friend and now wife, Roxana. And she went down and she got baptized right after me. And in that moment, separately, God told her, hey, your life is going to be about spreading the name of Jesus throughout the Amazon River. And I just think that is so cool because then, you know, here we are 15 and 16 and God's saying, hey, this is what I have for you. But I was young, so I needed some time to uh, prepare and learn. And so I w went back to school. I had to finish high school. Um, and then I went to college. So I went to college at University of Colorado and uh, so did my wife and I started studying accounting. <coughs> and something happened in that time when I was in school that I realized that I, I, I still had this, this reminder of this beautiful day and my calling from God, but I started to focus on other things. So I went and I, I started, you know, I really got an accounting job in college and I started to focus on that and um, eventually, you know, uh, just started to lose that focus and started to see my life progressing into a way that I wanted to make something out of myself. Um, and so my wife and I, we got married, and we decided, hey, you know, we just got these great degrees. You know, I got an accounting degree. I got a master's in accounting. Why don't we go to New York 
you know, I, uh, New York, I can make the most money for us, and it would be like a great place to start my career. And so we went to New York, and it's not that I was living far from God, it's just my focus was no longer what God had for me. And so I went to New York, and I started trying really hard, you know, I got a job at a PwC, you know, a huge accounting firm, start getting into all the, the leadership committees and everything I can get into partner track. And I woke up after two years of working consistent 80-hour weeks, and I just said, God, this is not what you had for me. And so we took a long walk one day in February, and Rox and I sat in the sun on a bench, and we both just looked at each other. This is, you know, February 2020, and said, I think it's time we head to the Amazon. I think it's time we fulfill that calling that God had for us. And she was like, has God been saying the same thing to me that week, this, this same week? And I just was like, dang it. <laughs> I was hoping you would be like, no, let's stay. God has us here in Brooklyn. It's amazing. We have the best food, and we love our apartment. But, um, and so I, I wrestled with God for a little bit, f- for a couple months, and COVID shut us down. But eventually... We said, yes, God, we will go. We will do this. And so we sold everything we owned. Um, We we decided to come here to Kansas City to Grace Church, which is uh, uh, Mission City's sending church and our sending church to get trained. Because I don't know about you, but accounting doesn't really translate to preaching the gospel. It does, but not in the ways you'd hope. So I decided, let's go get trained. And then in uh, May of 2021, after a nine-month training program, my wife and I, Rox, we moved to Manaus, Brazil, to be full-time missionaries to spread the name of Jesus to the Amazon River. Um, and we've been doing that for the last year and a half. And it's just a testament of to just how good God is and not letting me forget his calling I had on his calling he had for me. It's good, right? Amen? Amen. Okay, so what are we doing in Brazil? Um, I want to pull up this verse right now. It's Luke 9, 1 through 6. Or, no, sorry. Um, Today I get to talk about multiplying disciples. And Russell talked about the vision series last week, and this is um, what Mission City cares about, one of the values, one of the aspects of being part of Mission City. And so multiplying disciples um, for Mission City sounds like this. Um, Let's see. It should come up here, and we can all read this together if you can see it. So here at Mission City, we believe in advancing the kingdom of God by making disciples in our city, in the next generation, and planting churches domestically and internationally. And so we have the pleasure of getting to do this internationally. And again, why do we do this? Why do we multiply disciples? Well, let's start with the text. Let's start with the Bible. So Matthew 28, 18 through 20 should pop up here. Let's read this together as well. Jesus came And if you, does anyone actually bring a Bible anymore to need time to get there? Okay, (laughs) no problem. (laughs) We're there. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always even to the end of the age. There we go. That's why we do this. Why do we care about multiplying disciples? Jesus literally, his, his parting words, go and do this. Um, and how do we do this? And so, you know, Acts 1 through 8 talks a little bit about this as well. Acts 1, 8. Um, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses, telling people about me everywhere, in Jerusalem, 
Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. You know, in your community, in the neighboring cities, in your nation, and to the international places around the entire world. And so, again, I, I ask this question, why do we do this? It's what we're called to do. And, um, you know, I, I don't know if you know this, but, you know, we are all humans in this group. Amen? Like, we are all humanity. Can you raise your hand if you are a human being? Yes, that's good. <laughs> so if you're a human, that means you were created in the image of God. And the, uh, to be the image of God, it means you are God's representation here on this earth. And you are supposed to bring his love and order and domain onto this earth. And you're supposed to reflect all the honor and glory and praise back to him. And so when he came and Jesus and he said, go and make disciples, that is his commandment to us, then that is what we are going to be doing if we are going to be the image of God and be the human that we are called to be. And so we do this being the image, being God's glory on this earth and trying to represent that. But mostly we just, we want to be obedient to God, right? We want to be obedient to God and just let that just give all the glory and all the praise to him because that is what we are called to be as humans. And it's just, you know, we get the opportunity to do it in Brazil, and I feel so thankful for that opportunity because we have just learned so much. And so I want to just describe a little bit of what that looks like for us. Hope that you guys can take a little bit away from that and then encourage you a couple things with what I've learned as a missionary for the last year and a half. So the verse that really um, kind of just gave me the passion to do the ministry that we're doing in Brazil to plant churches in unreached communities, to spread the name of Jesus to places that have never heard it, uh, really comes from Luke uh, chapter 9, 1 through 6, when Jesus is sending out the disciples. Um, and so that should pop up too, um, Luke. And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. He sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, take nothing for your journey, no staff, nor bag, nor bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever your house you enter, stay there, and from there, depart. And wherever, you d wherever they do not receive you, when you leave the town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. And that's just so beautiful. And so this is kind of what I focused on when I prayed through God. How are we going to do this? How, have, how am I as an accountant going to go and spread your name to all the people of the Amazon? And so here's what we do. We, you know, we go and we, our goal, so when we started out, our goal was let's go find people that have never heard his name. Let's go find a community that doesn't have a church that needs to know the love of God. And so, what, you know, we don't bring, first of all, we don't bring anything because that's just what Christ said. We don't bring anything, and we do come there because, unfortunately, in the Amazon, what we've realized is a lot of places, when they see an American or they see a Christian, they automatically associate that with getting free stuff. And so they'll come to a service to get their food bag or to get a toy or to get a present, and then they'll move on. And so, you know, I think Jesus was purposeful, maybe in this in one way of, you know, having us rely on him to his disciples, having him rely on Christ. But for us, to me, it looks like we need to come to these communities and we need to share only that they have a life-saving power and opportunity to know and love Jesus. And so that's what we do. And so for the first year, 
we went to as many communities as we could just to try and connect and to build relationships. So our ministry really starts first with relationships. Relationships are so <laughs> important to Brazil, to Brazilians and people along the river. And to give you a good depiction of just how relational Brazilians are, which, you know, I'm sure a lot of you in here might say, yeah, I've got a lot of friends, I'm very relational. Brazilians are take it to a whole nother level. Like, picture you're the f- person in your life that has the most friends and, like, literally can connect with somebody every single night of the year. That's every Brazilian I've ever met. And it's amazing. And so I have a funny story to share. So Rox and I, we went on vacation when we were in Brazil. We went to a beach and we parked our car and um, we came back from our beach day. And we came back to find this, which I think you'll see up there. Um, My car tire had been stolen, which, again, was so random, so weird. But just the tire. Our car tire was stolen. Okay, no problem. So I called the meter maid over. Uh, There was a meter maid watching the, the area. I'm like, hey, man, you see my tire? He said, no, okay, no problem. He's like, do you have a donut? I'm like, yeah, got a donut. So I put the donut on. And, um, you know, I just get to talking to this guy. I'm, I'm serious. I talked to this guy for 10 minutes. He helps me put on the donut. He tells me where the police station is. We exchange numbers just in case anything happened. And then I'm on my way. I go to the police station. It all worked out. Not a big deal about the car. But now this guy who I've been talked to for 10 minutes, he texts me every morning. And he says, hey, man, how's it going? And I'm like, hey, good morning, how are you? And that's it. You know, but he just keeps building this relationship. He loves to send me little gifts and little memes every day. And he's just like, you like that one? I'm like, dude, you help me with a donut. We are not best friends. But they are. They care about the relationship so much that now to this guy, we are literally best friends. And so to translate that into to the ministry, you know, we have to build our relationships very intentionally. Um, and so what we did for the first year is we found, we just went to as many places we could to go and see where pl- people would accept us. Um, and the good news is, is somebody did. You know, God ordained uh, a relationship already in the name of uh, a pastor named Wanderson and his wife, Julielma. And I think we'll see a picture of them right up here, too. Uh, they are an amazing couple. They live in a city called Itapiranga. It's about 10 hours away. Tend to depends on how you get there, but it's pretty far from Manaus. And they are church planters, so they are very mission-minded. They're church planters. They're Brazilian, and they care to see the love of Jesus spread to all different communities. And so we shared, "Hey, we're looking for a community that doesn't know Jesus." And they're like, "Oh man, like my dad, he used to live in a community four hours from us." Let's go there. They don't have a church. There are almost no Christians there. We want to see a church planted. You want to see a church planted. And God put us together. And so now we are working to see a church planted in this community called Jacare Quada, which is really fun to say, but it also translates to the land of the alligators. So it was like, you want to go where? <laughs> and they said, Jaca de Quata. I was like, all right, let's go. Let's go to Jaca de Quata. Um, and so for the last nine months, we have been... Uh, going there regularly with them with the hope to see a church planted in this indigenous community or riverbank community along the Amazon River. Um, And so if number one, first we have to find relationships. So when we find those relationships, we go to a community, then we find somewhere to preach Jesus. Um, And so the last nine months have been great. And we have seen so much fruit happening. And so when we first got there, there was maybe one, maybe two Christians uh, that would say they were Christians. No, no real knowledge of the Bible, not really followers of Jesus. Um, and so we just, in, we go in, we start to, you know, build relationships. And what this looked like for me was um, one fisherman. 
And um, when we first started, we started going to his community, he was very standoffish. Uh, he would sit on his boat. He would never interact with us. He never wanted to play soccer. He never wanted to fish or anything. Um, and then, amazingly, when uh, Mission City brought a team this last spring down to do a really week-long intensive discipleship trip in this community, um, I said, you know what? Like, God's putting this guy on my heart. Maybe we could go fishing with him. So we spent one day just fishing with him, getting to know his story. He showed me around all his favorite spots. Uh, none of us really caught anything, but he brought in this huge bass that he was super proud of because he got to show off in front of all the Americans. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we just started building that relationship. And then the next month, um, Wanderson goes back, you know, the pastor we're working with, and he just has a, he just is in a conversation with him, and he's like, hey, you know, I've really been thinking about it. I, you know, I've, I've listened to what you guys have said. Some people have told me, and he's like, I, I want to follow Jesus, you know, and he, he so he said, you know, I want to, I want to study my Bible. I want to be a follower of Jesus. I want to be saved by this king that you guys are talking about, and so now, you know, it's been a couple months since then, and we are starting to really intentionally pray and work with him to hopefully eventually take over and run a church in his community. So that's kind of our, our third step of our ministry is to eventually kind of do the Paulistic model of go to a place, preach Jesus, raise up a leader that God has ordained, and then go and only provide support and teaching when needed because nobody can connect and teach Christ and show them how to live, uh, <laughs> live the kingdom of Jesus better than people from their own community, their own culture, and be able to read the Bible and see what that means for them. And so that's where we're at right now. Um, it w it's going to take time. It takes a long time to build relationships with uh, different communities from different people groups. And so that's what we're going to do. And, you know, it's going to we're just praying through it, and we're hoping that God continues to give us wisdom and guidance. And what he is kind of highlighting for the next year, too, is, you know, continue supporting them, go back there. But also, it's a really exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys to go to an area called the Pudus River. Now, the Pudus River is so far from uh, Banaus that people say nobody lives there. Um, you have to take a train, or not a train, <laughs> yeah, a plane, and then a, a taxi, and then another water taxi, and you can only do it during certain times of the year, but it's to traverse this stretch of the river that um, kind of, um, there's going to be a picture up there, and it'll show you um, how crazy twisty and curvy it is. So this is the Pudus River, or at least what it looks like. And this area is the, some of the least reached people in the entire world. There are absolutely people that live there that nobody else even knows exists. Uh, but the people that we do know exist, many, uh, almost, almost, almost none of them have ever heard Jesus. They've never seen a Bible. They have no idea what the great fruit and glory and love that comes from finding Jesus. And on the other side, a lot of them live in poverty. And a lot of them live um, in, uh, with abuse and things that only comes, that can only be remedied when you follow and love Jesus. And so I, I, you know, I really want to invite you guys to pray with us because this area is so hard to get to. You can only get there when you're invited. Um, and God has just been so purposeful in putting people in our lives that we tell our story, we tell what we do want to do, and they invite us to this area specifically. It's happened four times that we've met random people, and they said, hey, 
I want to go to work in the Pudus River, and I feel like God is calling me there. Do you want to come do that? So this January, we are going to go explore that area. And um, one of my pastor friends, Jusamar, told me that the uh, mosquitoes are like this big, I think, and the, uh, the animals are crazy, and again, the people don't know Jesus. So just uh, my, I want to invite you guys to be praying for us as we go to hopefully plant churches and share Jesus in this completely unreached and wild area. Um, So that's what we're doing in Brazil. That's what it looks like. But as I was praying through this message, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't help, but, you know, when it comes down to it, I am an American Christian that grew up in a Christian home. And, you know, I, I know what it likes to follow Jesus on, on this context. And God has just put some things on my heart to share with you guys, just from my time learning as a Brazilian missionary, just things that I feel are just so important to just try and take away and hopefully, hopefully inspire you too because um, of how good our God is. Um, and so what that, so the, you know, just a couple of those things. Number one, um, you know, if we are going to be serious about discipleship, if we are going to fulfill the calling that Jesus called all of humanity to do, you know, you ha- we, we have to start by, number one, finding someone to disciple, and then number two, be discipled by somebody. You know, Russell has been <laughs> amazingly intentional with discipling me most of my life, and I don't think that I would have had the spiritual growth I did without someone like that. And so if, you know, you're a little bit older in this room, or a little bit more mature in your faith, I would find somebody to be under you to disciple, and I encourage you to find somebody to really, you know, disciple in how to walk with Jesus. And, um, you know, the verse that comes to mind is, uh, I think uh, it's up there, but it's, you know, imitate me as I imitate Christ in 1 Corinthians. And Paul says this, and I think it's so beautiful, because um, the analogy that comes to my mind is, um, Colorado uh, <laughs> is where I grew up, and there's a lot of 14ers there. Has anybody been to Colorado and hiked a 14er at all? Anybody in the room? Nice. Okay, I see a lot. Good. Um, so 14er is a 14,000-foot mountain. It's very tall, um, and th- there's 58 of them in Colorado. And I've wasted a lot of time and money, but I climbed them all when I grew up there. And uh <laughs> so uh, this, this is a perfect example. So when you start climbing these mountains, there's very easy ones you know, and they have a trail that's basically been burned into the mountain by footsteps over the years that will just literally show you how to get to the summit. It's very uh, straightforward, um, and you just, you walk basically to the top. But by the end of your 14er journey, if anybody decides to go on it, you will be hiking mountains without trails, with class five climbing, that there is life or death situations every time you go out there. And um, you, you, you don't just go right into the, f- the class five, the capital peaks, the maroon bells. You don't do that. You, you, you work your way up, right? And I think this is kind of a great depiction of, um, you know, discipleship too. You, you don't just, when you start discipling somebody, you don't just go right into like atonement theology day one. You know, that's not going to be that successful. You, you, you want to go into, you know, here's who Jesus is. Here's what he says. Here's the love that he offers you. And, you know, then you start working through the different texts of the Bible, but in, and you plant it in the Bible. Um, just like, y- you know, when you're hiking, you don't go right for the first one. And um, so a lot of you might be saying, okay, well, I don't know what to do with that. I don't know how to do that. You're encouraging me to find a disciple, like, 
<clears throat> I don't know where to start. Well, great news for your Mission City. They have discipleship groups, <laughs> and you can um, join a discipleship group, and they will, first of all, disciple you and teach you how to disciple somebody else, um, which is just a perfect, a perfect image of Christ, right? And more than that, just let me encourage you to lean on the Holy Spirit. You know, he, it, it's been amazing how throughout my time in Brazil, um, there have been so many times I have no idea what I'm doing. And I, I'm in a culture I don't speak, I'm hot, I'm sweaty, and I just, I just say, God, I need you. And it, it's amazing. He has just, just shown us the path every time or put the people in our lives to help us. And he wants that for you too. You don't have to be out in the world where you don't know, but you, if you are in a moment where you can just say, God, I don't know how to disciple somebody or I don't know how to be discipled, just pray and let the Holy Spirit show you because he wants this for you. He literally commanded this for you. <laughs> and, um, you know, the other, the other thing I want to highlight is uh, if, if you caught it in my story, you know, God, God gave me an image very early of what he wanted for my life, and he gave me a passion and a love very, very long ago, and I think um, there's probably a chance that some of you in here, that, that could be true for you too. Um, you know, there could be something in for you that God whispered to you 10, 15 years ago, or maybe even last year, or there could be something that God has been saying, hey, I want you to do this, you know, and you have been hearing it for a long time, and you've been saying no, um, and that's, that's what I did, and it took me a long time to say yes, and so I just want to encourage you guys, you know, say yes now, you know, let this be the day that God reawakens a passion or a fire in your heart for something that he, he whispered in your ear. Or maybe when you, when you first became a Christian and you, you can think back to that moment when you maybe felt the Holy Spirit and you're like, yes, like I want to follow Jesus. Think back to that moment and think back to what God has for you and had for you in that time and do it now. And, um, or maybe, you know, I, God willing, there's something new that God has been putting on your heart right now. Just, le- just lean into that because the Holy Spirit is going to guide you and you don't have to be afraid to just be able to do that. You know, maybe there's somebody in your life that God has been saying, I need you to disciple him. Maybe it's a f- close friend. Maybe it's a coworker. Maybe it's somebody in your family. Um, you know, maybe it's just somebody that is far off, that's far from God that you say, I need this person to know Jesus. And he, you've been hearing it for a while and you've just been saying no, say yes. Because the moment I said yes to God and said, God, I will follow you to the ends of the earth. I will sell all my things to Bra- and move to Brazil to a hot, sweaty climate that doesn't have chocolate chips. I will do it. I will do it because I love you, God. And he has just made every single step work perfectly for my good, all because he cares so much to see other people know and love Jesus. And so I, I pray for that for you. I pray for that, that you guys would just, as Russell comes up here in a minute, to lead you through communion, that you would just sit and you would be at the cross and you would be at the feet of Jesus and you would say, um, yes, God, whatever you're telling me to do, whatever school you're asking me to go to, whatever uh, job you're asking me to fill, whatever person you're telling me to just go have lunch with today, whatever old family member you're, you're in this relationship with, just, just do it. 
and I don't want to be a Nike salesman, but seriously, like, God is with you. He is with you till the end of the age. He is so good, and he loves you so much. I promise if you lean into him, then you will be where exactly where he has you. And so, um, you know, I just want to share this with you. Let's, let's just be faithful to God because he has been so faithful to us. Amen? Amen. All right. Thank you, Russell. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Mission City Church podcast. Mission City Church is a non-denominational church in Mission, Kansas. We meet on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. at Cinemark 20 off of Johnson Drive and I-35. We also have three community groups that meet every other Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday. If you live in the Kansas City area and would like more information, please visit our website at missioncitykc.com or you can email me at jake at missioncitykc.com.